Hello everyone and welcome to Hear This Cloud Games. My name is Richie and joining me this week is the host of Talking the PS at CyberChris2077, Mr. Chris. Hello everyone. No Rob for us this week. Unfortunately, he's a bit ill and didn't recover in time. He was hoping, he was really hoping that he'd get it be back in time to record. He was well in time to record, but it hasn't panned out that way. Midnight pizza, bad for you. Good for but, you. From the right <laughs> place. Yes, from the right Midnight place. Midnight pizza can be very good for you in if it's yeah. from the right place. Yeah, I'm sure we can, he'll tell us more about it next week, but we've got a great show he lined up for this week where we'll be discussing is Starfield better for being Xbox exclusive, Lego Star Wars coming to Game Pass, and Microsoft having a solution for your cold controllers this winter. All of that and much, much... I wish that was the last one was a joke. All that and much, much more on this week's X-Pass. get into it if you haven't already like the video and subscribe to the channel or your podcast feed of choice with notifications turned on so you're kept in the loop of all our great content here over at helix cloud games such as talking the ps where we break down all the playstation news in the cloud every single tuesday on youtube and podcast services cloud quest our cloud gaming discussion show which usually usually drops on a friday but we're actually bringing this early this week so dropping on a wednesday also on podcast feeds and YouTube, and YouTube. And the reason we're doing that is because on Thursday evening, technically Friday morning, we will be live streaming alongside the Game Awards. So you've got all that to look forward to this week. And we'll probably play a bit of Battlefield in, in amongst there because our last stream ended by Chris's computer dying. Yeah, we'll get back on the Battlefield. Yeah. I think you, said, you suggested during our last recording we'll play some games heading into the Game Awards. Just yeah. to kind of wake us up a little bit and get us ready for all the hype moments. It's like, but, I think, is it like a 1 a.m. start or something? The showcase starts at yeah, UK pre, time. Pretty sure half 12. So yeah. we might get an hour or so of gaming in before, before just to keep us awake, <laughs> mm-hmm. keep us get the juices flowing before, like, in the inevitable of three or four hours of advertisements, getting, advertisements and get, <laughs> getting, getting hyped. Um, for hopefully it's going to be a great show. Um, before we get into it, Chris, have you been playing anything interesting this week? Uh, so over on the Xbox world, obviously Battlefield 2042, had a great time with that. I, again, feel like I could have performed better during our live stream. The uh, Playing a shooter through Xbox Cloud Gaming, not as crisp and clean as we know as the Stadia version was, but there was definitely parts during that which... I didn't do terribly bad, but at the same time, I felt like my reactions were limited down to just a delay. It felt like there was a delay in the gameplay, and um, I haven't played many first-person competitively to the cloud, and this is the first one where I think we did quite well as a team, but definitely room for improvement, so I might rethink how I approach that. Uh, And aside from Battlefield 2042, I've also played... um, Lost in Random as well. I checked that out using yeah. Game Pass, uh, which, of course, EA's little indie title that was made in partnership, similar to It Takes Two, uh, funded by EA. Uh, it's the the one that takes place in the kind of... What I would describe it as, if you've ever seen Roald Dahl's James and the Giant Peach movie, it's like that, the game. Obviously, without the Giant Peach and, and those characters, but in terms of like aesthetics, it's a very Tim Burton-esque inspired kind of world you're in where it actually it's got such a really good concept richie is everyone everyone in this world of random is um based on like the role of a dice they've got this kind of big mythology about the dice rolls are important and you all start like a different level so there's uh six six town i think there's foursville um and basically you aspire to be number six on the roll of dice and that's where the queen lives and she oversees everything and random rules is kind of this like chant that everyone says. So every time you say random rules, everyone has to recite it back to you like some kind of like religious mantra. And um, at the beginning of the game, you and your sister, um, called Odd and Even, which I appreciate as well, 
is um, it's a 12th birthday, and on your 12th birthday, you get to roll the dice. And if you whatever you roll, you go and live in that part of the world, like level one, two, three, four, five, or six. But you want to be one of the sixes because you get to go live up with the queen in the fancy place. And basically, it, it sounds like bureaucracy in the way we live with uh, different working classes and rich and such. And I can't hear you anymore. You've done something to mute yourself. Yeah, so it's very, um, very random, very class structure, but based on pure chance more than yeah, any other yeah. It's, it's like yeah, it's got. It reminds me of kind of like Hunger Games in terms of the districts and the way it's laid out. But then it's got that Roldal grimy aesthetic. Um, yeah, really endearing. The characters are like cute, whimsical so far. And uh, all I'm doing is just exploring the world and kind of figuring out a way to get my sister back because she rolls a six. And you you kind of fear that six maybe isn't as good as it sounds like it's going to be. Met loads of weird characters like a giant fish creature, giant again very James the Giant Peach inspired like insects, bugs, creatures. But I've only played about an hour and a half so far. Um, I'm about to stumble across I think the dice character who's your little sidekick in the game. But uh, yeah, it was one that I just checked out on Game Pass, and I'm having a perfectly pleasant time with it so far. That sounds good. Sounds really interesting. Mm. Um, as for me, it's going to be a long slog of both God of War and Pokemon because split my time between them and watching the World Cup and I've just bought a new guitar like man of many hobbies right now I haven't actually been in the gym this week because I was just knackered to be honest um, mm-hmm. back, back on that no next week but yeah good, good. so it's going to be a little while this is no actually now I think about it, this is probably why it takes me so long to get through games because I just have so much other stuff I have interests in, so that's good. Variety is the spice of life, is the say. So it is indeed. Why but you know what spicy? is the um, spice of life, Chris? You introducing us to the the excellently exuberant, excavated Xbox Expose, aka the, the news. news. I actually forgot I was going to do that again in, in Rob's really? absence. It always catches me out, and then you say, as soon as you start saying that line of "Chris, would you?" It's like, oh shit, shit. But uh, this one's but, not even in Rob's ab- absence. This is you've you've done it. I know, every single show. but in my mind, I, I still just forget. I'm not used to the routine yeah. of that yet. Yeah, the only uh, difference in Rob's absence was I covered it for um, talking the That's PS true. tomorrow. That's true, but anyway, yeah. nailed it. Anyway, first new. <laughs> I, I, as always, our news is brought to you by our Helix Heroes, where you can join for as little as 99p over on YouTube. Shout out to our newest hero- heroes, Dwema and Brenton K. Thank you very much for subscribing. We'll see you in the chat. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that last bit. We might see um, them in the chat. Yeah, we'll see you in the we chat. Know we, we know we have a lot of lurkers out there who watch yeah. these shows and think, like, I like these guys, I support these guys, I listen to them. Where you I'm at? Alert. Where you at? I- where you at in the Discord? I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm a lurker. That's you don't get to, oh, you mean for us? No, no, not for oh, Helix Cloud Games. I was going to say, I was like, you don't get to be a lurker for Helix Cloud Games. You should be actively I, out there. Oh, yeah, I'm totally a lurker for Helix Cloud Games. Here I am, hosting the show. <laughs> lurker, host lurker. Um, you know what, next week I'm just going to hide under a desk and just shout. <laughs> I mean, that would be great for audio listeners, yeah. but uh, fun, fun for video listeners, or viewers, yeah, anyway. I guess. Fair story. Um, Xbox adds more perks for Game Pass for December. More perks? More perks. Cause, well, Can we last be month, doing with all these perks? So I'm just going to read through them as quick, quickly. Um, Apex Legends, you're getting the grapple gun weapon charm, a golden grapple gun weapon charm. Mm-hmm. Three months of Apple Music, three months of Apple TV Plus, sniper rifle bundle for Halo Infinite, MVP pack drop two for multiverses, November mom- member monthly bonus for Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis. RuneScape ar- Arrival Starter Pack for Smite. Nothing major in there, but it's nice to see they keep adding new perks and stuff. I think the Apple TV stuff is probably the biggest one for me. Yeah, I think a lot of it, unless you actually play it, it's, it's very relevant. It's like all the Epic game stuff, and that I, I usually skim over it. But the one that did catch my attention was the Apple TV and the Apple Music. Not so much Apple Music, because I'm very much a Spotify kind of guy, and I have been for probably well over a decade now. And I, that probably lends itself just more to the way Apple Music 
isn't isn't as accessible on Android devices, which I've also been for for many many years now. So I think I mentioned yeah. last week that the Apple TV app is only you can't download it on. It's on the Android store, but you can't download. I mean, I can't it's to limited. my Samsung. Yeah, it's not. If I go to the App Store now, my S twenty two, it's it just it's there and all its like information and images and stuff. But I can't actually download it to this device. Same for my tablet. Um, annoyingly enough, um, I'm sure that's something they'll they'll change eventually. But yeah, for whatever reason, when I go to it, it just it's just not not there to download. Yeah, um, I was talking about I was talking about this similar stuff with that about Apple um, with some people at work the other day, and it's just like even like the Apple Watch, there's limited functionality on Android. So if you have, unless you have an Apple phone, you don't get the full use of of this device. Yeah, I really really hate that. It's like yeah. if I'm buying a device, I expect full functionality of the device because you're not getting a discount. Or anything, you're paying the same amount. But my my issues with Apple aside, um... that aside, the three months uh, say Apple TV definitely don't sleep on that one. I'm watching Ted Lasso at the moment, uh, off the back of my yeah. Welcome to Wrexham hit from from Rob's recommendation, enjoying that, and also Prehistoric Planet, which is David Attenborough narrating over a dinosaur documentary in the vein of Planet Earth and Blue Planet in his documentary series. So David Attenborough, legend unto himself dinosaurs cool as fuck put them together with like modern day cgi and graphics and wow great great uh, casual viewing i'd say in the background yeah see i was thinking about it but i decided i'm not going to activate it the reason being because it's just one thing more thing to remember to cancel in three months time and i'm yeah. not going to i'm realistically i'm not going to use it that's future chris's problem but i yeah. have put a reminder in my phone but if we get to this episode this show in like Mar- middle of march and i'm like yeah Damn it. Forgot to cancel it, but yeah, great. Some decent stuff. I'm going to check out probably some of the... I signed up to it specifically now to see what their Christmas offerings was as well. See yeah. what movies they've got on there, see if there's anything unique. I think there's a new Ryan Reynolds one out with Will Ferrell. Might be worthwhile checking out. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. I don't probably intend to keep it beyond the three months, but it's good from what I've got so far. And it's free with Game Pass. Just another add-on that you wouldn't expect to have with a gaming subscription, but hey-ho, I'm watching TV off the back yeah, of it. It's nice to have these little perks built in. Indeed. But something that we're definitely getting that um to Game Pass is Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker saga. That's awesome. You I might do a stream of that one. I think you should. We could do a stream of that one. Because you, you aren't that overly fussed in the Lego games, but you are a Star Wars fan. And it does have drop in drop out co-op. Yeah, I've never I've never really played them. They've just never Yeah. I look at them and go, yeah, that's that's fine if you're into it, and then I just move on. They just don't. Re- they, I don't see anything in the games that makes me want to go. Oh, I should give these a go. Mm. But I've he- I hear good things about them, so I was like, well, yeah. it come to Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to pay for it. It's on yeah. the cloud, so we could just jump in and check it out. I'm in this perpetual problem of Game Pass. There's all this cool stuff going, but it's like I don't have time to play it. Test it out. Test it out. Test it out. Uh, yeah, Lego Star Wars Skywalker. I mentioned it on. I can't remember one of our one of our shows. Um, I was gonna try and get the Planum, and it, it just it was it was far too much. It was asking for far too much of me in terms of collectibles. But in terms of a game, I do feel like there's there has been better Lego Star Wars games. Uh, this one had all of the potential to be the best, and I know it was revered by a lot of people as the best. But as someone who's enjoyed all of the Lego Star Wars games from the first one right through to today. I don't think it quite hits as well as it could have done. It's 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 got a lot of shortfalls in terms of the content. There's certain movies that it covers, and it doesn't. It, it skims over them when as there could have been a video game unto themselves. Um, back in 2015, we got the um, I can't remember it. Not the Rise of Skywalker. The what sequel the, trilogy. No, yeah, the, the reboot tri- one. What was the first one called? There's the prequel trilogy. The Force sequel. Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, oh the yeah. actual movie, yeah. The actual movie, yeah. The Force Awakens got its full. It got a full Lego game, and then they yeah. never made the the next one, and then the one after that, and then the Skywalker saga became a thing. So obviously, some point after the first game, they thought we either don't have the time or budget or licensing to do an, a one per movie. So let's go back in and um, make them all. But uh, I tell you what, for a stream, Richie, you me, we'll jump in. We'll check out one of the movies. Would you start at one, four, or seven? What episode? Hmm. Because mm. you can start um, anywhere. That's right? the thing. They if, allow if it, you to start at any point. If you're starting at seven, just just close the podcast and go do something else with your life. That's <laughs> that's just weird. Um. 
Four, if you're, if you're watching the movies and you've never seen them before, four is your mm-hmm. starting point. You do four, five, yeah. six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. That is yeah. the way you should experience them if you've never experienced the story before. When mm-hmm. I watch the, rewatch the movies, I start with one. And I watch them in chronological order. Okay. What about yourself? I'd probably say you're right, yeah. If I just watch them in the natural order, chronologically, in yeah. which I grew up with them, because that makes the most sense to me. Um, I do think some of the most fun in the Lego games are to be had in episodes one, two, three, because it was all out like Jedi freaking everywhere, droids getting ripped apart everywhere. So in terms of fighting and having fun, story, obviously we all know what the story was like for the prequels, but in terms of just like daft, fun shit with Jedis and force powers and stuff and different locations. It, it lends itself to a video game adaption very, very well. I think what story I... is not a problem in the prequels. It's dialogue is the problem. Like Do some it. of the dialogue is just kind of, ugh. Mm. The One overall of the I... concepts as a story, actually, I think are really good. Yeah, that's true. Again, looking back on them now, they're much more favoured. In terms of the Skywalker saga, one of the big things that they miss, Rogue One. Should have been yeah. DLC, should have been story expansion. It's just it, the skins for Rogue One, like some of the characters, but the the opportunity to tell the Rogue One story within Lego missed oh. that opportunity there. Because again, it's not part of the Skywalker Rogue, saga, but I need to watch Rogue One again. Yeah, but either way, it's great. It's a great get for Game Pass alongside everything else that I'm sure you're you're about to list that we know confirmed for later this month. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to to get in because i've been talking about lego games for like three years on this channel now and i've never actually played one on stream so there's an opportunity yeah and it's coming to cloud console and pc on december the 6th so you can pretty much play it wherever Tomorrow. you can play xbox uh moving on to our next um december game pass game and that's hello neighbor 2 hello neighbor 2 yeah this one was a uh, ex- exclusive isn't it or timed exclusive it was revealed at the Xbox Showcase about a year and a half ago because when we were covering Stadia, we thought with them getting Hello Neighbor, Hello Engineer, and whatever else is in the Hello universe, we were surprised to see that this one actually wasn't You coming. can get it on PS5. Okay. So if it was exclusive, but it did, it was a 2021 release, so it might have been a timed exclusive. Oh, okay, I'm that's not, probably what I'm thinking then. I'm not entirely sure on that one. I'd have to... Do research, which okay, yeah. Oh, actually, is it? Oh no, it's uh, Google saying um, initial release date twenty twenty one, but the Steam store page, which it takes me to, is December sixth, twenty twenty two. So maybe this is the end of the exclusivity window. Okay, perhaps. Again, but, I don't think you and me share that much love for the Hello Neighbor universe. Yeah. Like we had a little bit of fun in there, but. It's nothing to write home about in terms of like the best horror multiplayer franchises and such. Yeah, it's one of them when we're like covering Stadia stuff. I feel I felt like they were determined to turn this into this massive thing. It's like and it, we were just kind of sat there like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, Plus, they persistently spell neighbor wrong. So. Yeah. Damn evil neighbors can't even spell things correctly. Moving on, other games coming um, this month to Game Pass. Chained Echoes. I'll openly admit I have not heard of Chained Echoes before. Have you, Chris? Any looked into this game at all? Chained Echoes, no. This will be up on December the 8th on cloud, console, and PC. Um, Valandis is at war. The three kingdoms have been fighting for centuries. Peace seems to be no option, and yet a magical weapon of mass destruction leads to a a fragile one. One which won't last. Prepare yourself for an adventure in a full world, world full of wonders, magic, magic mechs, charming characters, airships, and vicious foes. Will you be able to make peace everlasting? This appears to be like a big JRPG, like, which is why yeah. I've not paid that much attention to. It's more in your street. Yeah, this it, one than it is mine. it's more of a throwback to like a PS One SNES sort of era JRPG, mm. pixel art, temp. 10 based I might have to check this out yeah it's definitely more in your wheelhouse than it is mine yeah. although being a JRPG is probably 800 hours long that <laughs> is also the, the downside that is it. the downside of being a JRPG fan mm-hmm. but um, moving on we have Metal Hellsinger coming December the 8th 
uh, up for a few game awards actually Metal Hellsinger it is yeah for audio specifically <clears throat> look like a fun one this one it's kind of a it's been classed as like a rhythmic metal vengeance game uh, first person kind of doom meets ACDC I guess <laughs> it's it's a rhythm game version of Doom, basically, isn't it? I should clarify that this is coming to Xbox One. It's already on Series X, S, and PC. Yeah. It only came out in September, right? It's not that old of a game, yeah. so you're getting quite it, a recent release. Did it launch directly onto Game Pass? It might have done. Why would it be? Isn't it coming? Oh, I see what you mean. So it's coming it's to coming, Xbox yeah. One Game Pass, so it's all right. So, yeah, it most likely has been on X, uh, Game Pass for a while tricking us with that marketing looking like we're getting something new on december 13th we're getting high on life also yeah. to cloud console and pc yeah previously a google stadia exclusive until they shit the bed on that one and then now it's coming to xbox as an exclusive um justin roiland guy of course of rick and morty fame it's the one we've seen where you've got the talking guns and the short extensive this this will be at the game awards i feel like yeah this week because of um it, it's been at pre- pretty much every jeff Keighley thing so far um looks fun I do, i'm hoping it's not too long of an experience i'm hoping it reviews quite well because i do appreciate justin roiland's humor but i wonder if it extends to a video game yeah for a prolonged it's... period of time or will it get 20, frustrating very quick a 20 minute episode of rick and morty it, once every now and again is fine and if you're playing 10 15 20 hours mm. and your gun just doesn't shut up yeah and it sounds exactly like morty i think i'll get i think it great on me yeah there's a few of the vr titles they've done are, are absolutely hilarious and they're fantastic and jumping into those worlds and um, experiencing them with those voiceovers and that type of comedy, as you said, in small doses, very funny. But there are the wear parts even in the VR game um, that I played, where I think there's there's one random level you you pop up in a in a forest somewhere, and there's a a little guy who looks like a cloud in a tree, and he pops up and he's like got a typical like Rick and Morty inspired face. He's just like, "Hey, who the who the fuck are you?" And you just stand there. He's like, "Get, get the fuck out of my forest! This is my forest. Fuck you! Hey, hey, guy! Hey, don't touch that! That's mine! Fuck you! Fuck you! Hey, hey!" It just it, 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 it basically gives you a torrent of abuse while you're trying to figure out this puzzle. And it's funny because there's a guy in a tree swearing, <laughs> swearing the hell at you. And it's funny, but like you said, if you get stuck or you can't solve the puzzle, it just becomes relentless. So if this is the gun or the weapons or the creatures in it for a full, I don't know, fifteen, twenty hour experience, it could get quite frustrating or irritating very very quickly however i feel like done right this could be a very unique shooter oh, with I a lot of comedy this i think is guaranteed to be a unique experience um mm. and apparently it is in an interview with pure xbox it was apparently the director mike um, fridley mm. um said it's probably about 10 to 12 hours for the main story and if you want to see everything the game has about 20 to 25 hours yeah, I wonder if, if for me personally, I think Justin Roiland's style of humor, I think, would great on me in that length of time. Yeah, the uh, the VR game I was talking about. If you want to go watch it, it's Accounting Plus. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's the name. It's it's it literally is um, Smith and Smithersons Accounting Plus, and yeah, there's just search for YouTube the the tree guy. And just watch five minutes of this cloud for in a tree giving your abuse, and you'll you'll get a type of gist of what the game's about. But I did get the platinum in that trophy at that game. I will say it was I persisted for that. It was a it was a chuckle. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll probably be checking out. Actually, I'm interested. I might have a look at Higher Life as a first look for the channel. So keep it tuned. Definitely. Uh, moving on, we have Portion Craft coming to PC and console, which is an, apparently an alchemist simulator where you physic we physically interact with your tools and ingredients to brew portions. You're in full control of the whole shop, invent new recipes, attract customers, and experiment to your heart's content. Just remember, the whole town is counting on you. Mm-hmm. Porschcraft. Interesting take. Yeah, um, so this is a game that I think has been out for a little bit. It seems to, according to Steam, is reviewing very positively. But... I really don't know how to describe how it looks. I mean, there's be a trailer up now for video listeners, but like, how would you describe this for like audio listeners? Like, how it has this it's, kind of like two D coloring book 
almost aesthetic. Yeah, it's it's very much not in the vein of your traditional style. Um, inventory management, I'd say it's more like it's actually probably closer to Football Manager than it is, and like any actual normal video game you'd expect to do. You've got yeah. your inventory, you're mixing stuff, you're balancing it's... alchemy, you're using ingredients, and there's some kind of like visual storytelling going on yeah, at the same time. It, it all it's, seems it's different. to be done via pretty much by via text or through like your menus. It's, so it's not like a Merrick's Market style mm. thing where you're running the shop and you're running around crafting stuff on the flight to deal with your customers. It seems to be uh, a bit slower paced, I would assume. Yeah, again, f- but, football manager, but with alchemy is what I'm going to say. But it seems to be, um, okay, seems to be quite. It's yeah, it seems to be. As I said, reviews and according to Steam are very positive. So it might be one of them weird, the kind of sleeper hits that like it just you have to experience to kind of get. Yeah. And the last game. Of the of the month coming to Game Pass that we know so far is Rainbow Billy: The Curse of the Leviathan, <laughs> coming out December the fifteenth for cloud console and PC. Now, upon seeing the name for this one, I was pretty much ready to write this off as just one of those. This should be like a Games with Gold title. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer, and it convinced me this should be a Games with Gold title. <laughs> this game is just yeah 3d puzzle platformer yeah it's um it's a hard pass for me so whimsical fun cartoon but the tags on them steam are emotional indie rpg creature collector and cute yeah this is a this is a pass for me like if you're into it have at it but this ain't winning no game game awards awards. No, I doubt it. I mean, it w- actually it was released initially in October last year, so it already Definitely missed a chance. Yeah. Oh well. But I moving won't lose on. Any sleep. I sure. But Rainbow uh, yeah, Billy. Yeah, The only sleep I'd lose is if it gave me nightmares. Is Rainbow Billy like a kids' TV show or something? It, it possibly. I'm not even going to put the effort into researching it. Sorry, Rainbow Billy. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you're a big Rainbow Billy fan. But moving on, um, Starfield. Starfield. We do know Starfield is an Xbox exclusive already. Uh, Todd Howard of um, Bethesda has has claimed, uh, sorry, has clarified that it is definitely an Xbox exclusive, Xbox and PC, that is. And has went on to say that... The game probably benefits from the expense from that. It's just awesome in a very Todd Howard way, saying mm. that it's exclusive. So to quote, from from a development side, I like the ability to focus and have help from them, the top engineers at Xbox, to say we are going to make looks make this look incredible on, on the new systems. Is like from my standpoint, it's just awesome. So what are your thoughts, Chris? Because I think there's an interesting conversation here to be had. Yes, yeah. we usually look at exclusivity as anti-consumer, but now I think when you own the st- when you own the studio, it's you can't really criticize them for that kind of behavior anymore. And and with Starfield being a brand new IP, it's it's no surprise. I think getting it ahead of things and and clarifying that it's going to be exclusive. I think they've been smart with Starfield to not really muddy the waters or explain that it could, it could be going to PlayStation, it might be. They've pretty much been quite explicit from quite early doors now that it, it's only coming to Xbox. And from my point of view, having never really played a Fallout game or a Skyrim game or anything like that, is this this is my first Bethesda game I'm really going into on launch day, like hype and the fact that it's a brand new IP is I think doing wonders for me from an outside point of view where unlike you and Rob have played like many many hours of Fallout and especially you with Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, Skyrim stuff you've you've got that kind of legacy with Bethesda to bring into it I've got none of that really so looking at Starfield I'm like hell yeah let's just make it the best it can be I'm glad you're saying it sound awesome and you're utilizing the tools that you've got obviously it got the delay rightly or wrongly so last year which has pushed it back into 2023 but 
I'm just genuinely looking forward to seeing what because it seems to be it's it's garnering that kind of hype, whether it's merited or not. That kind of Elden Ring had, where I feel like a lot of people are bigging up as go as it's going to be their biggest game of next year. And I do look at it sometimes and think, why? Like, what have they actually shown you to say? Like, why the hell should Starfield be as big as it's made out to be? But obviously, it's coming from Bethesda. But then was the last Fallout really that great? Was Fallout seventy six that great? Really? No. Fallout so, seventy six was a very, very different thing. Like, like, is my worry is is if they can get rid of the Bethesda jank that has always been endearing in the past. That I think with Fallout seventy six, it, it hit a tipping point where people were like, right, okay, Bethesda. I think conceptually, We've, Fallout seventy six was kind of broken from the start. Like not having NPCs in the world. Yeah, but. In terms of Bethesda, they've always got that pass for like glitches and bugs have always been funny. And it's like, ha, 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 that's just Bethesda. And I think Fallout 76 showed them that that goodwill in in today's day and age of video games only goes so far. And I think that was the breaking point where people were like, no, come on, get your shit together. Make a, put, put a bit more polishing quality into your game, which is, I think, hopefully what they're striving for with Starfield is to take their, their quality level up a notch. And as someone who's going to be in on the door day one with Game Pass... First ever Bethesda game. I hope they can tick all those boxes. I hope Starfield absolutely smashes it out of the park because Xbox need it as well. Let's be fair; they need that exclusive to to rival Sony's first party. I, you know, I actually have no hype for Starfield at all. Wow. The thing is, I ex- my expectation for this game is Skyrim in space, and if in you told space. me that as a concept in 2011 when Skyrim came out, I'd be all about it. Yeah. But I've had like a, I've, I'm ten years old. I'm eleven years older now than when <laughs> You're I played 10 Skyrim. Years old. <laughs> I, I've had I this mm. big open world. You are the char- you are the character sort of RPG. I think I might have just moved on from that a, a bit. Oh, no. Um. So I, and we don't really know much that much about Starfield to be honest, apart from basically Skyrim in space. In space. So if it if it is just like a more polished, like newer version of like something like Skyrim or Fallout, but just in a different setting, hmm. I think it might feel a bit lackluster because I want to see a bit innovation in the genre a bit. Yeah, it'll be quite telling with how it impacts Game Pass because this is kind of the point of all of the money Microsoft invested in acquiring Bethesda. This is the first game to really like have to pay off it's got a sure return on investment in terms of time in the oven scope cost this is the, this sell. is the game they want to bring people to game pass to play I rather than paying and... 70 pounds 70 dollars for it up front yeah i think it'll sell and a lot of people still play skyrim e- even now so mm. it's like i mean that's why they keep releasing it on everything they can because people keep buying it and keep playing it so i think it'll sell i think a lot of people like will be really excited by it, but I think it's been so long in the oven that my interest in the game like that has just kind of mm. waned over time. Wow. Well, so there you are. So long-time Bethesda fan, not interested. Not really a Bethesda fan. No, I wouldn't say fan. not interested. interested. I'm lukewarm. I need to see more to really get me hyped. Mm. It just gone, Bethesda are doing another open-world RPG, well, open-galaxy RPG in this case. Mm. Um and then there's stuff like the potentially procedurally generated planets and stuff like that. I just find that sort of stuff kind of... No Man's uh, Sky-esque. Yeah, I just find it just bland and just not interesting. I'd rather tight... Nowadays, I just prefer that tighter, um, much tighter narrative. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, we'll, well, hopefully the marketing and stuff should really, really pick up the other side of Christmas. Hopefully. But it does feel like this is the first kind of like few beats in the um in the market and push mm. and do you expect to see this at game awards yes i do i yeah. think if xbox have any presence this is the game they push i think they're very well aware between starfield and redfall starfield is the the definitive front runner for xbox next yeah. year it's entirely possible next week on that talking um talking to ps next week on x pass i'm going you know what i was wrong about everything i said last week about starfield bollocks i'm all in <laughs> like, yeah yeah that that coin that penny could drop and you just go oh wow oh wow 
Yeah, but I hope it's a success for um, Xbox. So I mean, it's coming to game. Is it coming to Game Pass? I think it is. Isn't yeah, it? well, it's exclusive. So every first party title is day one. Well, there you go. So I'll definitely be playing it because there's no reason why I wouldn't. But um, another game that I will be definitely playing, and I've just noticed in the doc, I've no- named it wrong, is the remake of The Witcher One. We have a bit more news on this now. And this was, the specific- Canis, was this Canis Majoris that one of the one of the it, projects that had a code name and it's already been like proven what the code name was? They've already let that cat out of the bag. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, we, it was this announced. I think it was announced that they were remaking this game uh, like a couple was it a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago now. Uh, yeah, CD Projekt Red did like an earnings thing where they basically revealed the whole slate yeah, of yeah. this was Polaris. Everything. Yeah. This but is the we, one that's been siphoned out to a, th- a, sec- a third-party support team. Yeah, there's two things we know about it. Um, one, they're expecting it to be at least three years away. So don't seems expect... Seems right. Yeah, I mean, basically, they've told us they're working on it. But they're also ch- turning it into an, a fully open-world game, like The Witcher 3, where the original Witcher wasn't. It was mm. like... You know how like Sonic Frontiers is kind of be pushing this kind of open zone concept. Mm-hmm. That is actually I when you look into it, it's just existed for a long time. This was kind of what every game did before like open world took over. Mm-hmm. It's basically that's how The Witcher was. Like you'd go to areas, so you'd have a map in that area, and then you go to the next map, and then next map, next map sort of thing. Yep. But Keep it seems going. like they're just filling in the gaps. I mean, that's if you're going to do a modern reimagining of a, a game from 2007, it needs to come with some modern sensibilities. And I think people's expectations of The Witcher very much are prevalent on just, Witcher just The Witcher 3. Yeah. So if you go and remake this and want this to do well, if it's anything less than close to the original Witcher 3 game, you're probably going to upset a lot of people who are expecting that. Because, again, I don't think the general public have no concept of time frame and that the the original witcher was it was an old game so releasing it and no doubt marketing it is like the the brand new entry in the witcher series it needs to come with that so yeah story driven of course single player but making it an open world rpg and i think polishing and bringing up to date those things <clears throat> only bodes well as someone who never played as someone who never played the witcher series at all I've de- I've put many many hours into The Witcher three, but I always kind of got distracted by other things. But this Christmas, I'm going to go all in on the next gen update version of The Witcher three and fully kind of embrace this IP because I really enjoyed the TV show with until Henry Cavill leaves and I probably won't. Yeah. Um, and I've got intrigued for the books. Is yeah, giving this version uh, The Witcher one the original in its best form ever is perfect for me. That's what I want. That's what I want to see them do to it. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm in mixed feelings. I don't mind like games nowadays where you go into an area, you explore that area, then you can move on to the next area, and yeah, there's just kind of maps just like link up with mm-hmm. load screens. I'm not necessarily against that if it's done if it's done well. Um, I I mean when I played Tales of Arise last year, that that game was kind of like that, and I, I love that game. And it is sometimes nice to have these like bit more condensed areas, so I can just. As a cl- someone who does like to like you know poke in every nook and cranny, yeah, yeah, like condensing the area so there's no like wasted air- area in the map where I'm just wandering over, looking there's nothing there and nothing there. Mm-hmm. It can can be nice, but I think if they just take the story, take what the current maps, and then just fill in the blanks and add some more content in and around that, <laughs> probably to li- add more stuff into that we learn through like law through the later games. Mm. I think it could be a really... I'm really looking forward to this because I never finished The Witcher 1. I, I never played knew quite knew a bit existed. of it. I played quite a bit of it, but I never finished it. But, yeah, go. I mean, I think, to be honest, CG Project Red showed if it gets anywhere near the level of, of, the, Witch, of the Witcher 3, I think we're in for a good time. Yeah, I think CD Project have... They've definitely reassessed and recommitted to everything, and we always knew that no matter what happened with Cyberpunk, we were going to see a continuation of The Witcher. So it was too big of them to just leave on. It's like Rockstar never doing Grand Theft Auto yeah. again. Like they were never not going to return to this well. And even though Cyberpunk had its problems and it seemingly repaired those problems, and we know there's a, I think it was Codename Orion was the 
the Cyberpunk follow-up, and we know we've got Phantom Liberty yeah. DLC coming next year. I think they've garnered enough return of goodwill, luckily enough for them, that this project could work out very lucrative for them because we, I think we've said on previous shows that a Witcher 1 remake means inevitably there is a Witcher 2 remake to bring all of these titles up to modern sensibilities. Yeah. And that, for the, for this team, whether it is... Um, is it the Flame and the... Who, who was it the studio, did you say it was? Polaris? No, Polaris was the code name. Uh, Fool's Theory? Yeah, remakes made yeah. by Fool's Theory, which is a Polish studio. So again, it's close to home. It could be very lucrative for both studios, I think, this this remake. And I'm, I'm again, if I enjoy Absolutely. The Witcher 3 as much as I'm hoping to this Christmas... And you know what this does as well? It stalls for time a bit because, not without spoiling The Witcher 3, it's a definitive end. <sighs> the, the, the game actually has multiple endings, mm. but all of them are kind of an ending for Geralt as a character. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I think there will be like a Witcher 4, but I think you'd be a new cast of characters and stuff. So mm. give them time to kind of work through that. Um. I could see a Witcher prequel, actually. Because you know, the TV show that you've seen, actually, all that is leading up to where the Witcher one starts. Uh, speaking of prequel, isn't the Witcher Origins, Blood Origin TV show like, out now? Like, this week? Is it out now? Oh, no, sorry. 25th of December, first episode. Oh, Christmas So this month, there is a prequel material out there. Could even be out there to gauge the interest in a prequel yeah. series. Yeah, but like the stuff, like if you think about the stuff you've seen through the last two series of the Witcher TV show, that's not been covered mm. in the games. Yeah, very true. It's that is referred to, and there's a lot of law that puts you where you are. But the Witcher one game starts later down the line. Mm. Um, but moving on to another series that is doing seems to be doing really well right now. Marvel's Midnight Suns reviews are in. I'm genuinely scoring quite well. Genuinely surprised as well. I think I think there was some reservation about Midnight Suns that it, it's just a Marvel IP slapped on another game, and we know Firaxis have done great things with their style of gameplay that they've done in the past with XCOM. But actually, I think when it got delayed and then delayed again, because it was supposed to go out in February this year, so it's had quite a be- decent chunk of time put back in the oven, which is always, I think, sometimes worrying and then the almost overly spoke about it where I feel like I got fed up of seeing Midnight Suns material in like yeah. trailers it was like alright come on just just get it out um, but yeah surprisingly enough it's back out there for Axis and uh, it's, it's reviewing well it still hasn't done enough as a Marvel fan to sink its teeth into me but that's I think because I'm just much more aware of of what a strategy turn based game is like and I know it's not for me I'm not a big JRPG fan either even with the Marvel IP, it still has me going like, mm, okay. I would rather go play Square Enix's Marvel Avengers because I'm more into the action style, even though that game has its own list of problems. But yeah, 83 on Metac- uh, Metacritic, which is great, and it's it's getting some good reviews. It's um, nines mainly. Yeah, which is which is a solid solid entry. Um, any any more intrigue for you picking this one up, or is it still just a case of it's it's just not the right time for you? It's not the right time, and again, I think it's just one of them games I'm quite happy to not play, although mm. I'm glad it's, do, it's doing well. Um, I mean, IGN say Marvel's Midnight Suns is an expansive tactical RPG that makes great use of, of card game mechanics to inject variety and unpredictability into its excellent combat. So oh, my worry about this game was my worry about... Marvel's Avengers, where they took a generic action game to slap mm. the IP on it and try to make the IP do the heavy lifting. Yeah. By just being, hey, you can play as Captain America, and that's kind of the depth outside the main, outside the like the short campaign that you really get in that game. Yeah. This seems like they've went, okay, we are taking the IP, but we're going to build a Firaxis game around the IP. Mm-hmm. It feels like they've done it right the way it should be. So it's not just XCOM with Marvel characters. Hmm. It is a fully fleshed out Marvel game in the style of XCOM. Yeah. There are are some things in there that I think critically they've said they could have been better. I think some of the open, not open world, but the exploration within the the mansion house that you live in is coming to some criticism for being very 
basic like ps2 ps3 era of exploration and you find yourself doing tasks that aren't really relevant to the characters but i think in in its entirety it, it sounds like it's a great uh strategy game with a marvel ip on it so again if you're out of a marvel fan and you're an XCOM fan then this is probably like everything you want to possibly see out of a game but it's again it's just nice to see that the marvel property is is being licensed i guess from this point of view intelligently obviously they've had a few blips and mistakes but if you look at midnight suns and then you look over at what insomniac are doing with their titles and we know we've got yeah, the Star Wars stuff been obviously not Marvel, but the Star Wars stuff been licensed out. It seems that since Dynasty Studios brought everything in house, they seem to be partnering very smartly. Yeah, and it, it seems, seems to be, to be paying dividends. Like, I I still find it weird that the a weird decision to give a multiplayer online games as a service style game to Crystal Dynamics, who are known for like single player, like mm-hmm. quite linear, like the Tomb Raider games. That just again, I think in hindsight, that's clearly a, this is not was not a good fit. Yeah, I think they knew that as well. Once Which is got, why like, the single player stuff, themselves. single Terrific. player stuff was really fun. Yeah, I would have just but, had a Kamala Khan game. Yeah, quite happily like straight straight up. If they just made a Kamala Khan game, I think they would have had a better a better game on the hands. But Midnight Suns, it feels like for Axis, they've really thought about how. The style of games that they make, these strategy RPGs, mm-hmm. and how the IP, how they should work well together, rather than just slapping one over the top of the other and calling it a day. Yeah. Which, it's probably harsh to um, Avengers, but that's how it came across. Still going, still going. Winter Soldier DLC out this week. Last week. Yeah. Do you think Winter Soldier will be the last? I'm still waiting on that She-Hulk that was leaked by the voice actor, but I really don't know. I really don't know anymore. Unless it's going to have a big... It's either going to have a big announcement at Game Awards where it's like, this year we're going hard with new content, story DLC, supporting the game bigger than ever, which I don't think they're going to do. That should have been this year. Like, it feels like that's a game that, like, was pretty much dead on arrival. And there's been a life support for almost his entire existence. At some point, you have to turn around and go, we're done. This is it, guys. Um, But the fact that they haven't announced that, that they're not going to be making any more content yet, I don't know. I really don't know, because it just feels like, can you have a resurgence in that game at this point? No, I think it's missed the boat. Yeah. I think it's too long. Even even like long-standing fans of the game, like yourself, is like, can if you're can you see a route back? No. Yeah, I don't think I could. I mean, I was more, a lot more critical than you because I just yeah. I find that just button mashy, just action game. If you're kind if you're of a fan bland. of it, if you're a fan but, of it, it's probably just best to just get Midnight Suns now. It seems yeah. to be the better game. <laughs> Very different game, but. It better, does seem yeah. to be, as it stands, not played, but it's reviewing better. Moving on to Soccer Story. So Soccer Story is co- um, coming to game, confirmed to come to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I cannot find my link. Uh, Soccer Story, yeah. Got a new trailer, dropped. Um, it's coming to Game It's available now. It's com- on ga- is it on Game Pass right now? I believe it is. Yep. So get another look at the colourful, charming world of this comedy open-world RPG about saving saving the world with a soccer ball. I mean, they spell football wrong to start, but... <laughs> Don't start them, Richie. I think it's, it's good timing, actually. It's not good timing, because the USA just went out of the World Cup this past weekend, so... Yeah, but there's more than to the world than the USA. Yeah, but you're joking about calling it soccer and football. England right are now. still in the World Cup. They are. They beat Senegal 3-0 from our predictions. It was 2-1. Hopefully. It was 2-1. Well, we'll find out. (laughs) But yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I like Um, like the art style and soccer story. It looks fun. It's almost like if you took... um, It feels like a Switch game. Yeah, it feels like a Switch game. I don't know why, but I want this on my Switch. I mean, you could play it on your phone with the cloud, make it look like um, Uh, Nintendo Switch Razer Kishi combo. the The screen on my phone's too small. Uh, it's not quite the right format anyway 
But any interest in Soccer Story? Giving it a check out? Um, I might check it out for a little bit. It's, again, it's not really my my vibe at the moment. I think I love the art style. I like the concept of what they're going with with the title. Yeah. And obviously it's on Game Pass, so I might, it might be just one like Lost in Random that I just look at one day and go, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a bit of a look. But if yeah. I want to play some soccer or football, I'll uh, I'll play Fever. Yeah. Not, not that obviously it's trying to be FIFA, but you know what I mean? If I've got yeah, that itch to play... They're not the same itch, niche, but yeah. Yeah, if I'm watching the World Cup and I've got the itch to enjoy football in any capacity, I'm probably but, just going to play FIFA. You know, I've heard good things about like the sports story games. I think it was mm. a golf story reviewed yeah, yeah. quite well. I think soccer story is probably a bit more my alley in terms of just the interest in the sport. Yeah. But I, I might I might check it out. It might This might be one of the little things I jump into over Christmas um, if I've finished God of War. In time. Dabble away. Right. Continuing onwards now, um, Bethesda are bringing out a new mobile game. Fallout Shelter 2. As it stands, we know it's unclear what which of its franchises is going to be on, but it could be a Fallout Shelter 2. No. I, I, I enjoyed Fallout I, Shelter, actually. I enjoyed Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter is the most time I've put into any Fallout game. It's the most time I've put into any mobile game. Uh, have you heard of Marvel Snap? No, I haven't. Mobile Game of the Year? Nominated? You'd think they were paying us for how many times he brings it up. They're not. I just enjoy, you know what? I, I joke. Now it's more of a joke that I need to get you to play Marvel Snap than it is. I've actually stopped playing Marvel Snap to a degree. I, I still claim like my daily free rewards, but the, the kind of hit... Of, of getting the points and stuff it's now the season pass it's becoming more of a slog where it's like i'm level i don't know 470 something and it's yeah. it's more of like a just a gradual grind now but in terms of the game i had fun with it with what i played i think it might get mobile game of the year um however uh, i think it will i however, think it's a lock to be honest but for this bethesda game this bethesda mobile game i think it'll be a, a starfield tie-in I think they saw loads of success with Fallout Shelter and that cross-pollination of people playing Fallout Shelter and then jumping into Fallout 4. I think they'll want that with Starfield. I don't know what it'll look like because we haven't played Starfield yet, but I think they could very much take the Starfield IP, apply it to some kind of of touchscreen interface video game, whether it's for resources, there's any crossover reward. But I think Bethesda have probably learned enough from Fallout Shelter to want that synergy with their brand and I think Starfield's kind of primed to be their next big thing because yeah. let's face it like would it, would an Elder Scrolls game right now be random as shit yes would another Fallout game probably but it might have a bit of luxury off the back of Fallout Shelter's success like another Fallout Shelter is not going to be a bad mobile game but if you can tie a launch of a mobile game in with your brand new IP that seems like a yeah. shoe in for, for a win-win for all parties yeah, I mean, reading from um, IGN, an IGN article at the moment, he, referred to Todd Howard, didn't give anything else away regarding his genre, release date, and so on, but it did allude that it would be a more in-depth experience rather than a game intended to be played in short bursts. So I don't think this is going to be like a Fallout Shelter 2 or Starfield Shelter. Mm. It feels more of a... Probably less of a mobile game and more of a game. It, it, for want of a better description, mm. it's not just this thing where you click a few, you press a few things on screen, you get lots of beep, beeps and happen. It's a lot of colour flashing lights and goes tenor, please. Yeah, <laughs> it might have elements of that, but it does feel like it's intended to be a bit, a bit more of a game in some ways. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I don't think. I mean, what would you would you say, Starfield or Shuli? If we don't know what type of game it is, but. Surely they're going to attach it to their their latest IP. The fact they're talking about it, but they're not giving a release date on anything, suggests that they're getting to the point where they may be starting to think about dropping trailers or something. Mm. Yeah, which means I think it's more likely they've had they've had an Elder Scrolls game, mobile game, Elder Scrolls yeah. Blades. They've had Fallout Shelter, so I think Starfield. If they really want this as like a fair temple for like Bethesda. I know they've got mm-hmm. other stuff like they've got Doom and they've got like Wolfenstein, and, but if they were in that RPG area, yeah, bringing some more stuff out, really pushing Starfield as an IP, I think yeah, I think it would be Starfield. <laughs> well, you know what else we got to look forward to, Chris? This is What's something that? that we wanted on Stadia. 
the settlers is coming to Xbox consoles. Hey, the settlers. What is the settlers? So the settlers and um, settlers new allies specifically is a Ubisoft strategy game. Where it's a, it looks like your classic strategy game. You build your, build your own town, build your own village. You have people. You fight against other people. So set, so well, Ubisoft's Age of Empires essentially. Yeah, basically, yeah. The Ubisoft version of Age of Empires, it's coming out on the 17th of December, 17th of February. I read December, February as December there, um, next year. And it is an Xbox version in development. So when we talk about how we want this to come to, something like this to come to Stadia, it was more along the lines of more PC games making mm. PC games that are usually locked to PC, like, like the Settlers, like Anno, like Age of Empires, making their way to cloud gaming. Because I think cloud gaming could be the bridge to get more people back into these, these sort of genres. Mm-hmm. But it coming to a console, it's like, yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, big Age of Empires fan, of course. I've mentioned it many times on the show. I never played The Settlers, but it's obviously been around for well over a decade now. or decades, I should say. I think it's coming up on 30 from its original. It's kind of like a little mini reboot reimagining. This particular game, it got delayed from earlier this year. It was in beta. And uh, yeah, it looks fun. And I think seeing an Xbox-specific version of it, whether that would be with mouse and keyboard, cloud support, touch input, whatever it may be, um, I think it looks cool. I've always got uh, space to try out another kind of RTS strategy game. And uh, yeah, hopefully not too long. Well, we know we're not too long to wait now. February's just around the corner. Weirdly enough, right off the back of the Age of Empires console version in the January. So it's got almost like a three-week window for people to enjoy Age of Empires on console and then hopefully get teased in with the settlers. It'll it'll be on Ubisoft Plus and, and such as well. But uh, yeah, looks good. I can't wait. Indeed. Uh, last few stories for the week. Chris, do you see our controller ever get cold at winter? I don't know because it's an, 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 an inanimate object that doesn't require to be warm or cold. Well, either way, Microsoft is selling mini hoodies for your Xbox controllers. For audio listeners, Chris has just put his head up and he looks like he's shivering. Like, Why? Why does a controller need a hoodie? I, I don't, you know, when Why? I first saw the image, I thought this was like a hoodie for a dog or something. Yeah. I mean, it probably will fit on like a little pug or something. Chihuahua. But I was like, it's literally a hoodie designed to go on your controllers. I, I don't... Uh, I don't know what to say about this. Um, £22 UK, $25 US. Now, I know the cost of living is going up and people have gas and energy prices. You don't need to buy a hoodie for your controller because uh, it's to clarify, a idea. This isn't like something you can put on your controller to like keep, help keep your hands warm or something. This is like a hoodie you would put on your person, on your control, but on your controller, which means when the hoodie's on the controller... You can't use the controller. No. It has a well, hood. That... Yeah, a controller doesn't have a head for the hood to go in. So there's just this pointless hood attached to a controller stupidly sat in your home. It's... Anyone who buys one of these has too much money for sense. They really, really do. Right? Xbox mini fridge. Coolest shit idea. Both yeah, literally and figuratively. It has a yeah. function. Yeah, it has an actual function. And it looks cool. It leans into the Xbox Series X. Is it overpriced? Yes. Yes. Is it too small to actually fit any relevant amount of drinks in? Yes. Also, yes. Is it cool, though? Yes. It's a novelty. Yes. But it's a functional one. This This is is just This is just landfill. This is just stuff to go into a landfill eventually. Yeah, when we talk about waste, this this is waste. This is one of the things you put on your controller once, then after a, a week of having, ha- take a picture, and after a week of having it, you'll get sick of it and you'll chuck it in a bin. It will end up in the landfill. Like absolutely, the best is- thing that can come from these mini controller hoodies is if they fit animals. If I see like a hamster rocking one of these <laughs> or a small dog, maybe I look at it and reassess my situation on it. Selling it as a hoodie like, for your controller. Then just make it for a pet one specifically for a pet. But, yeah, there may be more like legal problems if the dog chokes or suffers or whatever. Whereas, I guess selling it as a hoodie and then stupid consumers put them on their animals, then they could be like, "Well, it was never designed for an animal; it was designed for a controller for some reason." 
<laughs> what is don't... this? Right? Someone over at Xbox design team, go home, you're drunk. But this is not just... This is being okayed by the higher-ups at Microsoft. This is one of them things you were getting like a swag bag at a commercial event from the Microsoft team. They're like, oh, here you go. Here's your branded pens and sticky notepads and I don't know, whatever. And you get this out and be like, oh, what? Okay. Uh, thanks, I guess. Yeah. And it would stay in a drawer in a box in your loft for many, many years. Oh, you just throw it out. Yeah. Don't get it. Don't understand it. What's the point? Yeah. So I mean, I could come us... up with I could come up with twenty things in the next few minutes better than this idea for Xbox well, branding team. You can pre-order it um, until the fifteenth of December, and it looks like it's going to launch in mid February. Mid February. So if you've got twenty-two pounds to spare, that you just you just decide. I just want to get rid of this on one of the most useless pieces of fit anything you could have and you don't want to do you don't want to buy a new game you don't want to put this the savings you don't want to spend this on a christmas gift for someone or give it a charity you just want to waste it there you go like i'm looking rich at the xbox gear store master chief funko pop 16.99 cheaper infinitely worth more in visually yeah um halo 20th anniversary playing cards 17.99 cheaper also worth more Classic original Xbox fleece crew neck sweatshirt, £32. Better. T-shirts, hats, snapbacks, mug, mugs, cups, pens, pencils, stickers, well, console, pins, the... phone cases. All of these infinitely better than a, than a thing You're missing your the controller. point, Chris. All them things, they have an actual function. Which makes yeah. them use, which makes them terrible, because it's about selling stuff that doesn't have a function that looks good on Instagram. Yeah, they really do. Some cool shit on this website, though. To be fair, should we buy one for Rob? Ground, <laughs> grounded hoodie. <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do with it. Um, I we, I saw. Pins. I really, really, really wish Rob wasn't ill right now, because I would love to see his reaction to this story. Oh, I mean, we can always ask him next week. Look at that Age of um, Empires logo engraved on a wine glass. That looks that's, cool. That's cool. Like the, the font for Age of Empires lends itself to drinking wine very well. I'm not sure I'd pay eighteen pounds for a wine glass. No, I wouldn't either. Cool too. Ball. Oh, go. You know what? I found another terrible one, but it still serves a purpose. There is an Xbox crossover with King Ice, which is I think a jewelry brand. Uh, for a Fiat logo necklace, which is gold plated with an Xbox logo on. Is like a gold chain necklace, ninety-seven pound ninety-nine. Extortionate, That's... but you know what? It still serves a purpose. It's but fashionable. It's... You could wear yeah, it. Yeah, it's jewelry. It's like I, I'm trying to think of any other products that just don't serve any sort of function. I mean, there's weird. There's a park you can buy a parker for your beer. But then, if you're holding your beer, at least it keeps your hands off the cold can. Yeah, so it, it's it, got it a has hood as some. Well. There's, there's a hoodie um, be a co- maybe, warmer thing, jacket. Maybe we're going all wrong about this. Maybe the controllers, in fact, are sentient and they do get cold. Yeah. I'm sure they could give you some kind of hardware spiel where it's like keeping the batteries inside warm will prolong their battery life. <laughs> but we should probably just leave this here before we go on our crazy ramblings. Yeah. Spend your um, money Spend your money on a video game, folks. Get Game Pass for two months. <laughs> you, know, you, know what you, you know what you could do with that £20? Shove get it, 20, but, 20 oh, months of what? being a Helix hero. You could, yeah. You really Where could you can get early thing. access to like Cloud Quest and to talk on the PS and occasionally other stuff that we sometimes we do for early access to our first looks and and stuff and some, sometimes some behind the scenes content we do with the, the odd bit here and there. Tangible value. Yeah. That's what you'll get from us. We tried to give you stuff for your money that, well, yeah. Has more function than a controller hoodie, but that's all we have time for this week. If you like the video, sorry, I just I say controller hoodie and I just can't keep a straight face. Um, if you've liked the video, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. All your podcast feed of choice with notifications switched on so you can ch- check out all our great content. Talking the PS every Tuesday, YouTube and podcast services. Obviously, X Pass comes out on a Monday. YouTube and podcast services. Cloud Quest usually a Friday. 
moved it this week to Wednesday because it's the Game Awards prediction mm-hmm. episode. We want to get it live before the showcase. We'll be watching the Game Awards at the early hours of the morning on fr- yes. technically Friday. We might be playing a bit of Battlefield before on the run-up to the show. We'll keep an eye on the YouTube channel for links for all that stuff going. And if you want to join the conversation even further, you can in the comments below or on our Discord server. Links are in the description. Thank you very much for watching. My name's been Richie. I've been Chris. Game with warm hands.